Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our first edition of the face-to-face interview podcast for the 2022 season. My name's Rob Haddon. David Cole here joining me in the online studio. Yeah, uh, starting a new season. It's fantastic. It is uh, Tuesday, January the 18th. Uh, we've already been trackside for one race so far this year. The one that we're looking forward to and the one that's obviously going to be the spotlight of today is the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas at the end of the month here, David. Uh, almost time to head back to the West Coast. You and I got a chance to do Florida. We didn't hit Waffle House, which I, I can't believe we didn't go. But I know that In-N-Out Burger will definitely be a stop very quickly when we get to Tucson. Uh, but yeah, out for the, another edition of the Challenge of the Americas. Looking forward to uh, to getting back west. Well, you didn't. You weren't eating breakfast, so that's kind of the the uh, the, the crutch of it all. Because if you're not eating breakfast, you don't want to go to Waffle House. I yes. eat breakfast every morning, so we're gonna. I may I may have to force you to go to Waffle House in Florida next time, or even in Tucson. There's dinner. one right there. No, we'll do it for dinner. I'm doing intermittent or fasting. Dinner. I told you that. Either whatever. It does. It doesn't work, Rob. I'm telling you right now. You need at least three meals a day. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, anyways, joining us today as we get started here for the Challenge of the Americas, he's been on the show many times before. This is obviously a big one uh, for the Challenge of the Americas. Let's bring Andy Saisman in right now. He's going to join us uh, from California as we get set to start. Andy, thank you so much for joining us on, on this new edition of Face to Face, the first one of 2022. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, guys. Good to see you guys all uh, in your cold weather uh, gear there back east. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Yeah, uh, I cold. haven't left that. I haven't left the house in in three days. We got hit with a major storm here, uh, snowstorm. I know it was. I know you don't have to shovel heat out in California, but man, it was. Uh, it was yeah, definitely cold I, here. I can see a cloud from my office here, looking out the <laughs> open window. I mean, it's. Uh, I got my shorts on. Um, I decided not to wear flip flops today, but I did put a jacket on. Just you know. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Listen, uh, let's get started here right now as we go into a new season of Challenge of the Americas Racing. Big one for you guys. 15th anniversary of the series, and I think we'll be celebrating that all year long. But, man, that's one of those cool milestones. You don't get a lot of – there haven't been a lot of series in the X amount of years. What how, what years are we into now? 60-something years of the sport of karting that a series has lasted for 15 years. This is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I'm proud of that fact. And, I'm, you know, obviously I started with uh, – when I did started the Gators thing back in 04, yeah. our local program, and then, um, you know, started Challenge in 08. I mean – you know, I didn't take it over from anybody. I didn't buy it from anybody. I started it from from scratch, and yeah, you know, it's it's a testament to the strength of our program that 15 years later we're still going and going strong. And I, and I like the evolution of us as well, right? Because it started as a road tax program. That's that that program that platform kind of had some issues, and you had to make a pivot and, and change. You hooked up with the Rock Cup program, and to be honest, over the last was this the fourth year of the Rock Cup? Am I correct on that or fifth? This will be five. We're, this is five. Be, this will be years, fifth. Ten four, years with Rock and, Rotax and five with Rock. This will be your. And five. it's been a, and it's you and I talk about it, it's been a steady like ten percent growth over that entire four years now into this year as well. Yeah, it's been great for us. I mean, obviously, you know, we all know nothing. You know, nothing stays the same in karting. It's all you always have to learn to pivot. You always have to learn to be able to adapt. And you know, we were lucky enough. We're in a good enough position that as as Rotax did what they did, we were in a position to take on Rock, and, and they were in a position that they wanted to grow and invest some money. So, you know, it worked out for everybody. I mean, rock never yeah. had a presence outside of Florida. And now we have a nationwide presence and, uh, and challenges, you know, really bigger than it's ever been. So it's been great. 
We're obviously live here right now on both uh, eCardi News' YouTube channel and on the Facebook as well. Anybody who is lined up and watching here right now, if you have any questions, feel free to put them down in the comments section. We'll take those and be able to bring them to Andy. So if you have anything about the Challenge of the Americas or even the California Rock Championship, we'd be happy to hear that as well. We'll touch on that at the very end just to give Andy an opportunity to talk a little bit. First round coming, uh, January the 28th to the 30th. We're just about uh, kind of 10 days away. Uh, next week, we'll get on the road and get up to Musselman Honda Circuit uh andy in tucson arizona an absolutely incredible racetrack and interesting though is it's, it's probably over the years one of the ones that's had the lowest draw in terms of numbers i don't know exactly why that is i think one of my favorite racetracks on which to call a race uh but you start off in tucson this year we go to phoenix we go to sonoma we'll talk more about the dates there but what was the decision behind uh starting things off in tucson um you know uh, you and i would discuss this dave's been you know part of those discussions there's four tracks we can go to for challenge you know <laughs> Um, I mean, it's just super simple, right? It's Tucson, Phoenix, Cal Speed, or Sonoma. Um, those are the facilities that can handle us. Airports close, restaurants, hotels, um, raceable racetracks. I mean, there's there's plenty of nice pieces of asphalt, but you know, you can't go to a place where the nearest restaurant is 30 miles away and the nearest airport's 200 miles away, right? I mean, that's very true. All of us that promote races, we have to take all those things in consideration. So, um, you know, every year it's kind of a blend of those four, and um, this year. You know, every year I kind of I kind of agonize. Who am I going to leave out? And, and this year it was unfortunately uh, NASCAR decided to, to schedule on our traditional February date at Cal yeah. Speed. And um, you know it's it's supposed to rain here next week. Uh, you know in Southern California, we'll, so I, we pulled the Cal Speed date. You know, so I, I can't move that around. We can't go to Sonoma until March because otherwise it's pouring rain there the first couple months. So <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a real easy decision. I mean, you know, Tucson, Phoenix, Sonoma. That was our. I think between like 14 and 18, that was kind of our, we, we ran that, that combo for the longest of, yeah. out of any combo, I think. I want to say this right now too, and people can argue me about it because I, so I know Sonoma race as well. I think Tucson's the best racetrack of the four in terms of the racing itself. The amount of op- overtake opportunities, turn one, turn two, turn four, turn what, seven, whatever it is, then through the S's. And like, I mean, it is for me as the commentator, it's the, I think it's the best racetrack that, the, of the four personally yeah it's it's a great racetrack like you said oh, you've man. called a lot of races for a couple different sanctioning bodies and yeah. you know you have the you have the perch that's what 60 feet up in the air i know dc's uh dc's shins get a little you know tired at the end of the weekend from walking up and yeah, down the stairs a lot of steps but, but yeah for sure you know it has it has a lot of crossovers there's a lot of left right and right left combos but they're not so tight where to make a pass you got to really park somebody to do it right so it. a lot of the passes yeah. are in in the flow of a lap so there's a lot of passes and repasses or pass back off for a corner or two, get them back two corners later. So I think that's what really adds to it is that there's a lot of places to, to attack and then reattack. Agreed. Yeah. It's a big momentum I, racetrack. I love it. I love it. Oh, so for much. sure. I mean, people, people describe it as a mini road racetrack. It's not a road race. I mean, it's a, you know, 50 second, 48 second racetrack, right? It's a sprint track, but you're right. Yeah. There's no, there's no real big park it hairpin first gear in a shifter or, you know, way, way, you know, 4,000 RPM corner. It's not there, right? Everything is it's just moment. not there. Right. So let's, let's throw this out there right now. For those of you who may not have entered as of yet, uh, you guys are, I know, I think we were, you were supposed to close registration on Sunday. You decided to keep it open so we could talk about it here on the show. When, when exactly is registration closing for next week's race? Uh, you know, she was lazy boy. Sean really gets around to it. I think is what it comes <laughs> down to, but uh, yeah, I mean, our registration, I mean, you know, it's always a challenge, right? You always want to balance leaving it open late enough that people can register and, you know, 
move the credit card money around. I mean, look, we're all in the same boat. We all understand it, right? But we have to make it early enough as promoters that we can order all the material we need to bring That's in, it. the tires and the fuel and, and everything. And, you know, if you get 50 people, you only need so much staff. If you get 150 people, you need more staff. So we have to balance all that. Um, so, yeah, the registration was supposed to close Sunday night. We left it open yesterday for a happy hour. And then we realized, hey, we're doing this today. Let's leave it open through, through uh, you know, the end of this show at least. And then Sean will get around to closing it this afternoon so we can close the books. I like it. I like it. All right, ready. listen. 15th year, and I know you guys just came up with a press release. Let's get an opportunity to talk about all the sponsors that you guys have. You know, any, anytime you're putting on a series like this, it takes that kind of support from the industry to, you know, to kick in certain funding, whatever it may be. It allows you to have the prizes and, and everything you guys do to put the race on that you do. I know you got a really strong list. You have, I don't know if you have it in front of you, but man, that was a, that was a great press release to see. There's lots of fantastic uh, entities from the karting industry who are big time behind the challenge. Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, we have, a, we have a lot of, you know, people that have been with us for a long time. I mean, Ruthless is our oldest returning sponsor that never left us, you know. Wow. Um, you know, Ryan Ruth out there is, is great. Um, obviously, Acceleration, you know, Curtis and Brooke came on board several years ago and have been a sponsor. Uh, Odenthal, you know, David and Alex from Odenthal Manufacturing, you know, they've supported us for a long time. And then, you know, we've had, you know, Ron White's been with us. Sweet Tech's been with us the past few years with our Rock Focus. They weren't really around for the Rotax days, but with Rock, they came aboard. Um, and then um, GFC, Gary's been there, you know, for, for since the Rock days, for sure. Uh, Vemi, Vince Vandrini from Vemi was around during the Rotex days and then circled back around, came back with us for Rock, took a year off. You know, last year was tough with COVID in Canada, et cetera. Um, and then, uh, and then Jesus from P1, um, you know, he's, uh, he's never been a sponsor of ours. Um, you know, we're very happy to have him. And, uh, and then an old friend Nash has returned to, uh, to sponsor a class. So that's awesome, man. Oh, forward direction. I almost forgot Greg Welch forward direction. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, those are all our class sponsors. And then, and then you go on to, you know, like, um, obviously Odenthal and, and, um, acceleration chip in for some, for some, uh, uh raffle prizes we do at our driver's meeting on Sunday um right. jo joey from overdrive um who was with us at the very first few years of the challenge you know 15 years ago uh he decided to build a new motor mount for the rock shifter program and uh so he's chipped in a few motor mounts to give away uh, give away to wow, okay. an engine a shifter engine mounted every um at every uh driver's meeting um you know those are the class sponsors and then obviously man one of our main sponsors been with us for a long time is m2 brandware i mean mike giles uh, he does all of our apparel all, all our podium hats our uh, our apparel that we sell. I mean, I'm going to brag a little bit. I think we sell the best swag in the industry. You know, besides the EKN booth, obviously. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, Mike always comes up with some cool new designs with sweatshirts and t-shirts and hats and beanies. And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, there you go. You know, and then oh, is I that think, is that for running third out of three? So, <laughs> yeah, wow. it was actually second. It was actually second out of four, David. And oh, I still sorry. beat you again. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I still beat you. But but I mean, I think I don't know if we were the first to do it, but we started doing it many many years ago with Mike is making yeah. podium hats. You know that had yeah. the sponsor names for yeah, all. These are, I like winners. these. It's it's so, great marketing tool. Yeah, these are awesome. It's great. I love I love seeing, you know, it, it, my favorite one ever was when Bill Wright uh, ran the winter tour and there was Fritz Liesman that won DD2 at the winter tour wearing one of my challenge podium hats in the picture. I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. So it's, uh, we've, we've been blessed with a lot of great supporters over the years and, uh, and I'm very happy uh, that they continue to, to come back and help us out. 
Uh, let's talk about the hotels right now. I know that uh, that was one thing because I, I, I want to try to use this to be able to hit on the people that are going to be at the challenge. I, right from the very get-go, Andy, when you when you you, you lock the schedule and we were talking, you're like, tell people to make sure they get their hotels quick. Yeah. A lot's going on. Again, it's, you know, whether it's in Tucson for the gem show, Phoenix for, is it, what do you guys have out there? What's it called out there? It's spring training. Called, it's called baseball spring training, Rob. I, we know it's not but, hockey, but it's a, it's America. No, no, there's, there's Grapefruit League and there's Grapefruit League and there's another league. Grapefruit League no. is, is, is Florida. Cactus. The Cactus. Is, is it the Cactus League? There you go, David. Yeah. Go watch your football, meathead. <laughs> there's an actual Ooh. name for it. But but you've got it. You 100% have to get your hotels early for the, the challenge this year. Is that, I was there just any told today our, our, our Phoenix, our, Tucson was sold out instantly. I had to get another another mini block at another hotel. That sold out, oh, okay. you know, in a day or two. Um, they're just hotels right now. I mean, they know they can charge what they charge. I mean, we've been lucky to even get 20 and 15 room, you know, 30 room blocks at a couple of places. Is that um, for Phoenix, you mean? Yeah, well, both, both Tucson and Phoenix. Phoenix, wow. the original hotel's already sold out. I'm working on trying to find another one, but, man, it's hard to find people to play ball. So wow. um, you really got to use your points or use whatever you can. I mean, we're doing all we can. I mean, you know, obviously we'd, we'd like people staying at the host hotel, but you got to stay where you got to wherever you can stay. I mean, we're, once again, I mean, you, you've been to Phoenix a million times. We're, we're you know, eight miles down the freeway again because the, the place is up by the uh, track. We're like over $200 a night. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Let's get some, let's get some comments coming in. Daryl Redland. I like that comment it says, uh, we would love to be supporting the challenge. Just so damn tough right now with all the COVID crap. I really looking forward to running with you guys in late 2022 or the new 20 or the new 23. Uh, it's weird to say that the 23 <laughs> championship. Glad to hear you guys are still rocking it. Keep up the good work. Yeah. That's one of the things, uh, Andy, we talked about, it, things have obviously calmed down from last year in terms of the border. So uh, you, uh, the opportunity to get some Canadians to come to the challenge. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately uh, we're, we're not going to have Etel cart this year and I'm not sure if it's some of it's COVID, but a lot of it's due to, they had a tremendous uh, flooding yeah. situation. Yeah, this winning. I mean, they, you know, they were, they were wiped out there at the track. So all their time and resources, energy are spent, you know, rebuilding their main business there, which I understand, you know, perhaps we'll see them a little later, but um, you know, Vince, Vince from Vemi is coming down. And then, you know, I haven't talked to him much, but Danny Kasich from Race Lab, um, you know, he's supposed to, Kasich is supposed to come down. Um, he said on his Facebook just the other day he was headed to Tucson from Florida. So if I, you know, he hasn't asked yeah, me for pit stops yet. Guys, Danny, that's good. But, yep. uh, but yeah. But the car, <laughs> yeah, Carplex Race here. Lab, it's a, it's a, it's a deal yep. thing. I think Carplex is yep. the track, Race Lab is the team. Is that the how team. it works? Yeah. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Hey! 
all over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xfree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perilin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perilin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perilin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parallel. For more information, head to ParallelUSA.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. I like it. That, that would be great deal to have them know. Let's, let's talk numbers right now. Do you have, uh, can, can you give us any numbers where we are right now? What, what some of the classes that look big? Yeah. I mean, our, our biggest classes, um, you know, you and I talked about it with David that, you know, hundred CC is pretty much taken over the West coast. Um, you know, the, the one twenty five tag thing is a real struggle here. Uh, we see it in other regional programs. We see that in the club programs, you know, everybody seems to either making the shift to the hundred CC or the rock shifter. That's kind of been a, a big divide. And maybe as carding ebbs and flows, maybe on the West Coast, the 125 tag thing has just run its course. I don't I don't mm -hmm. know. But our entries are super low in those classes. Um, you know, Masters always holds tight with its, you know, strong 10, but with Billy and Wang and Pania and those guys, you know, I mean, three best Masters guys in the country are racing out of the 10 guys that are racing Masters, you know, GP, you know. Um, but yeah, there's, there's you know, in the, in the 20s for the junior and senior 100s, you know, we're in the high teens in both shifter classes. I mean, uh, I think we're in the in the high to mid teens with mini again. So that's been great. You know, we're in the uh, our last year's opener. We had one thirty, and we'll we'll come close to that this year. 
Um, we're in the, you know, almost to 120 right now, you know, so we always pick up 10 or 12 at the track. So we'll be pretty close to that 130 again. Um, Tucson, as we talked about, is a tough draw. Uh, the last time we were in Tucson, we had 106. So, I mean, yeah. we're already way, we're already way past that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's that extra two hours past Phoenix that just gets in people's heads a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a hard place to fly to. You, have, you always have to connect through somewhere, you know, like, Grand, like think about, think about Grand Junction, right? Unbelievable racetrack, hard to get to. Yeah, and, you're uh, right. And yeah, you know. So, but, hey, but I mean, listen, we'll, if if you're if you if you get to 130 and you're matching where you were last year, was it was it Phoenix was the opener last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Phoenix was the opener. A track, a place that's very easy to get to mm-hmm. and draws a lot of people a lot closer to Southern California. Like you said, it, it, me, in my mind, if you go 130, if you match what you did last year at Tucson, that's a win. That's a huge. I win. agree. No, I agree, and I think yeah. we'll be bigger. I've had a couple teams already tell me that. You know, they have folks that are going to be in Phoenix that weren't here. So, you know, I mean, I don't I don't think by any means it's going to shrink. I think we'll stay pretty consistent with last year, um, especially, you know, losing the losing. The, there you go you right know, there. Andy I, Jeff Tompkins says looking to run the Phoenix race for the first time. Seems perfect. like a great series. Jeff, it good, is. Good segue. Yeah, Thanks, Jeff. It. Good segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love it. So I, the Phoenix dates actually on. February 25th to the 27th. No, just throwing that out there. March 25th, 27th for Sonoma. Go, Dave. Hey, thanks, Rob. Hey, Dave, why don't you take over now? What's up? <laughs> I, you, know, you just mentioned about the, the, the growth, like you mini category. The, that's kind of where the growth has kind of been a little bit. Uh, you know, last year you had 15 at the opener and six in micro. So that's kind of where you're seeing a little bit more growth than any of the other categories. So that, that kind of bodes well for the future. It does. And, you know, we've been told that the challenge with mini is the carburetor. I mean, I, that is a well-known, uh, you know, with Brock, whether – I mean, for mini rocks been around for 10 years, right? And I'm a guy that, you know, the carburetor, whatever, the pipe, whatever, I don't get too fussed about that. I've been a racer for 30 years. I don't, I don't worry about one component deciding whether I race or not. But for some folks, you know, the, the, other, the other similar product has a different carburetor and they prefer it. Well, we've, you know, a needle carburetor, whereas the mini has a pumper carburetor, a Delorto pumper carburetor like the shifters do. And um, not pumper, I mean, fuel pump carburetor, guillotine. And uh, so we have Rock actually working on a new a new carburetor for the Mini. It won't be out until probably mid this year, but um, that's a lot of engine builders have told us that that's going to be a, a big push for Mini probably towards the middle of this year to next. Is that the the addition of that carburetor is going to be make it more similar to the other 60 cc on the market and uh, and maybe get some more people. So yeah, there's definitely room for growth in that area. Um, and as you said, that's that's a lot of long term customers when when once we get mm-hmm. them when they're young. Yeah, anytime you can have that growth, I think in the cadet categories, you're going to see that potentially rolling into junior and senior over the long term, especially, Andy, with the fact that you really have enjoyed year-on-year growth, like 10 to 15% every year. And and this year, you're not going to have that Cal Speed bump going to Cal Speed. If you put that back next year, you're going to see, like you did last year, potentially record numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's, we just keep pushing. And, and uh, you know, this year with our CRC, hopefully we'll see some growth there and you know, I mean, literally, we're already talking about 2023, and we're uh, you it's know, crazy. 15, uh, 18 days into 2022, right? It's long-term planning, Randy. That's yeah, what you yeah, got. Talk about the midterm well, elections and next year's. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, you you mentioned pushing. I don't know if Rob had this in the notes yet, but I, I since you said push, I, I want to bring about 
kind of, you know, overlooking now that we've been doing the pushback bumper stuff, kind of what are your thoughts, you know, going into this season about the pushback bumper? Do you think it's something that's going to be here for good? Do you think that's something that might phase out uh, over time? What What are your thoughts on it? Um, so I'll go back. I was not a proponent of the pushback bumper. Um, and maybe maybe it's because we never had the issues other places had issues with the big starts. I mean, we had some, I mean, starts are starts. But we never had the massive 20 card crashes. We, I mean, you guys have been around my program for 10 years, right? We just never had those issues, right? And whether it was because, you know, if, if you if you drove a Rotax on the hard tire and you started smashing people, you couldn't just get back on the throttle and get going again. You know, whatever it was, right? We, yeah, I never, heard had, that. we never had the issues. But then over time, I mean, it's standard equipment on the carts now. So, I mean, right. I, I don't – at that point, I'm like, well, if it's standard on the equ- equipment on the carts – we're going to run them. Everybody runs them. Let's run them. Now, I understand some some other folks have decided to remove it for, for whatever reasons, but at this point, it's it's standard on the cart. We have never had any big issues officiating them. Um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, our officials have been around a long time and are very good at what they do. So, you know, we just uh, – we're going to continue with them. Um, I don't see no changes in the foreseeable future. Uh, I think people may – I don't want to say carters are different with us, but but it seems the respect level is is different at my races than other places, and I, I don't know why. I've never been able to put my finger on it, but they're here. Well, they, they, different officiating staff. Like I, yeah. I, it, it, I always say that it's still with your officiating staff. It comes down to the, the personalities and the culture, right? You're dealing right. with different people and the way they approach. Yeah, I mean, for sure, we, we certainly have had Taylor and Mark for a long time. I mean, uh oh. <laughs> he's frozen he's he frozen we'll see if he right comes now. back oh he's yeah in the middle of that. hold on we should screen capture this <laughs> <laughs> he is it's actually good. it's actually a pretty good one for andy it's a pretty good look actually you're right yeah well, well let's see let's see if we can remove him and bring him let's back bump in. Him. let's bump him and see if he comes no, back in i think he lost uh all internet connection there we'll hold bump him here. off and bring andy back yeah. in a little bit you, you, you work with Andy. I, I did want to go through this for those of you tuning in. So the schedule, if you don't have it, January 28th to the 30th, next weekend. We're leaving here uh, just over a week. Thursday, David, now fly out for that one. Uh, February the 25th to the 27th is Phoenix. Again, the, what Andy has done for many years is try to get that last weekend of every month. Uh, Phoenix at February 25th to 27th, and the finale back at Sonoma Raceway once again, March the 25th to the 27th. Let's oh, see if we can bring him back. Is. There he is. Did I did I drop out? All of a sudden, oh, yeah. went blank on yeah. my screen. Yeah. In that, <laughs> well, you're in that cinder block uh, office. It's safe. It's all right. We I, we just went over the schedule again, Andy. You talked about it. Let's um, because we're kind of previewing the 2022 challenge. Um, staff is essentially the same staff as you've had. It's one of the things that's been a constant for you guys is having pretty much the same people in the same positions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I. No, I couldn't do our my job without Shelby. I mean, Shelby's my rock. You know that. I mean, she's yep. the best scorer in the country. Um, she handles everything that I don't want to do. She handles everything else, even if I want to do it. She's going to do it better anyway. So I just hand it over to her. Um, I, you know, my race direction staff is the same. You know, Mark. You know, Taylor, Jocelyn, and Mark Michione. I mean, Taylor's technically the race director, but they're they're one and one a. I mean, they're you know they're they're almost co race directors really. Um, and then. Casey on the flags, Tyler Brooks. I mean, we added, we're adding a, a member of uh, Garrett's staff, um, a kid named Ryan Egan, who's in his mid twenties, who uh, who does a lot of sister race directing for for Garrett. So we're gonna, I'm 
trying to make that staff younger. As you know, all our race staffs are getting older. So anytime I can add mm-hmm. a 20 something to it, it, it brings that average age down a little bit. Right. Um, Texas same. I mean, Dave Davies is just, I think Dave Davies is having back surgery as we speak. So I think it's today. So we don't have Dave for the first race or two, but we still have Rob Yardley and Tom Martinette. I mean, we have all the, I mean, it's all the same guys, right? Our, yeah. your best friend guy on the grid, you know, um, you know, there's a, there's some, some Canadian announcing, I don't know who that guy is. And then there's, there's little, there's a little sidekick who's not allowed in the hall of justice. So, you know, yeah, right. Well, it's cool. Uh, I like it. But I mean, I like it. Uh, you know, Nicole, Maddie, I mean, it's all, it's, it, it's the same folks that everybody sees. There's, I mean, you know, we add it, we always add yeah, a person yeah. or lose a person every year, but it's, it's never in what I would call the major spots. Dave. So, well, yeah, so that that's kind of a key element. And, and, you know, we talk about long-term planning, like who is going to take over when, when Taylor decides to, you know, go sit in the rocking chair of Mark. Mark was supposed to, I think, a couple years ago, and he keeps coming back for more. You know, that's, that's kind of, you know, I think that's not only your issue. I think that's the issue of our sport, younger tech officials, younger race directors, and, and, and luckily our scorekeepers are younger. So that's good. So we'll, we'll be able to score everybody, but yeah, that's kind of a, a, a carding problem that we have in long-term goals. Oh, I think he froze again. Did he lock oh. up again? <laughs> oh, there he is. You're back. <laughs> So what? So yeah, what? No, it's a problem for the anything? whole sport. Yeah, it is a problem for the whole sport. I don't, I don't, I didn't hear, if, you know, what how you started that, but we're all everybody's getting older. I mean, all of us. I mean, uh, all of us promoters. Uh, you know, all the bigger promoters are all you know over fifty. It seems like. Um, all our tech and race directors are over fifty. It seems like. I mean, maybe there's some guys that you know. I have a few younger. Other people have a few younger people, but yeah, we need to find people to do these absolutely thankless jobs. You know, I mean. Um, <laughs> I, my my, I, I always tease Taylor and Mark. You know, I said, you know, the the hardest part about finding a race director is um, finding somebody dumb enough to do it, and then convincing them they were smart once they put my T-shirt on. And, um, <laughs> Brooks and is a great example of that. Yeah, no, Brooks just right in, right? For sure. <laughs> but that's but that is a, a, an avenue because he's he was out of the seat for a couple of years and and you brought him in as an official so it's almost like you have to go find those drivers that haven't raced in a couple of years and be like hey i got a little something to do for you to do yeah. just just come friday night you can work all day friday come friday <laughs> night you know and then and then kind of just bring them in a little bit but a little bit by that you know and i brought them with the trailer bar once oh, i get them drunk in the trailer bar yeah. matt dixon's yeah. got it right there thankless job for sure for it's sure. almost as yeah, worse, is- it's almost as bad as being a snowplow driver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Hey, listen. Uh, obviously, we're looking forward to getting there next weekend. Let's give you the opportunity as well because that's one of the things you launched uh, recently, based on the input you got from your your guys. You know, in, in at the challenge about having a summer rock uh, program. You've kind of evolved it. You keep developing and kind of finding its sweet spot. Talk a little bit about the uh, California Rock Championship and what you have planned for twenty twenty two. Well, based on the feedback I've got, we, you know, you've seen we've tried a lot of different uh, different formats, right? For one day formats to to uh, blended blended events with uh, Rock Sonoma. To then last year we did our our uh, double weekend up at Pat's Acres, which uh, was well received. So so this year we're going full challenge style. We're basically matching the challenge. We're going three weekends. We're going double double race day weekends um at three great tracks i mean we're, we're starting at cal speed so we're, we're going back to you know our roots down here and then we're going up to pats and then going back down to rock sonoma so i mean we with three once again three of the best racetracks you know on the west coast i mean like with my 
with the four that I can choose from down here, you add Pats into the mix. I just can't go in the wintertime because it's under three feet of water. Um, (laughs) But in the summer, it fits right in with what we do. So I I don't, you know, we've, we've tried button willow and willow. It's just, it's just hard with the, with the traveling and the the restaurants and the hotels and the, and the facilities. Mm -hmm. And so um, we'll be at, we'll open in in May at Cal speed and then go up to um, up to Pat's in June and then uh, take July off. And then in uh, August uh, be down in Sonoma. So the great thing is during all those during May and August, there is no quote unquote national level racing scheduled on the calendar at all. Yeah. So, so there's, there's a huge gap for folks that want to get something in. That's a little more competitive than their club. Want to travel a little bit. Um, you know, want to put that, that one monthly big, bigger race on their calendar. Um, June, there is, um, you know, we're kind of sandwiched in between pro tour and USPKS, but there's a, there's a two week buffer on either, either side. So, you know, Rollison said he's, he's coming to the CRC with a big team this year. It's going to be his summer nice. program. So, um, you know, that, that should be great for us. I mean, and Dave, and- have we not talked about it? Less is more. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and drive services, cart preparation, and driver coaching are available under the LEM tent throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio, and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Feel like you're racing alongside the many legends that have called CRG home. With direct factory support, the CRG Nordam operation is the North American distributor for all CRG products related to karting and is based just outside Houston, Texas. The complete racing chassis line, including the famous Road Rebel shifter cart, is available through CRG Nordam. The growing FS4 Briggs & Stratton focused chassis is expanding worldwide, including right here in North America. Many tracks, indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the Centurion rental cart line through CRG. New for the 2020 season is the Mini Hero for cadet racing, homologated for FIA competitions around the world. Head over to cartcrg.com or find them on all social media networks. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build 
generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs & Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at Race Briggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Right. Yeah, less is more. And like you said, it it provides opportunities for teams to go do some testing or, you know, if they got new drivers or they're trying to work on something. Hey, this is a great opportunity. Hey, let's get some more seat time. You know, mm -hmm. let's do this and do that. And, you know, Cal Speed obviously is always a, a great racetrack to get get uh, seat time in. And then Pat's Acres is going to beat the crap out of you. So that'll physically <laughs> challenge you and then uh and then as you said sonoma again another great racetrack so a lot of different but yeah less is more and that's you know the less weekends like mike smith said in our comments the less is less weekends double rounds is 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 kind of more the uh the go-to now for a lot of a lot of the racers just because they can get it all done in a, on a weekend rather than having to go to six multiple weekends yeah it's hard i mean the travel, the travel and the time. I mean, you know, we all talk about the expense of karting, but it was always the three T's, right? Tires, time, and travel. Yeah. Right? I, mean, it was, I mean, it's getting the time off work. It's all the traveling, especially now mm -hmm. as, as difficult and as expensive it is. So we're just trying to, you know, fill in and find find our niche, you know, in the summer for, for rock races in the West. And we're coming to Pat's. That's right. You are. You're right. EK and Trackside Live. I love that really? racetrack. I love that family, the Eggers, and, and I'm excited to get up there. David, we figured out you'd never been there, right? I've never been there. Never. I've been, been to, to I've been to Portland. I went to the road race there for IKF Road Race Grand that's Nationals right. uh, at least once. I don't think I went there twice. I think once, and that's the only time I've been uh, been there. I've been to Seattle maybe twice, and that's about it for the Pacific Northwest for me. Yeah, looking forward to it for sure. And and Andy, uh, feedback from the teams uh, on on that change on that trip. You know, the the three double weekends was that that was a positive. That was positive. It was suggested by the teams. I mean, once okay. again, because it's it's the less is more, right? It's it's yeah. less time for them to be away from home, but it's it's less expense. It's they, they get more bang for their buck out of the, the the mechanics, and they you know the customers get more bang for their buck because it's only one. It in the end, it's literally one extra day, yeah. right? But you get twice the racing. So yeah. I mean, instead of teams showing up on you know say a, a Thursday and going home on a Sunday. Now they show up on a Wednesday and go home on a Monday or whatever, but they're still, they get twice as much racing in. So it's, it's, it's better all around, I think. And we'll see, hopefully it's uh it'll be well-received and, and, you know, we able to build on it. Well, the crazy thing is, is that uh, you've essentially rolled into this program and grown this thing over the last couple of years in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. You can imagine what it would be like without it, but obviously the growth is there, looking at potentially getting up to that 130 mark for the opener in Tucson next week. I think it's, it's I, I'm excited to get out there. I'm excited to get this new program, roll, this program rolling again for 2022. I, I, all, point, all things point to another tremendous season. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. I'm, uh, you know, I, I would have never thought, you know, in, uh, when do we announce this? August 07, we were at Centennial in that hangar at the Rotex National. <laughs> I remember. That's right. I, I do And see. we announced That's the right. challenge and, you know, look, look, fast forward 15 years, you're like, oh my gosh, how, how did the time flew? And to think, you know, when you build, when you start something, you don't think, okay, what's it going to look like in year 15, right? But it's, uh, it's incredible. It's been a great journey, and I'm, you know, I hope we're able to put, you know, another 15 more in the books, and we'll all be looking back at this, uh, you know, 15 years from now, going, oh my god, we hit 30. Yeah, I'll be 68 years old. I was to say, Rob, <laughs> Rob probably won't be around. <laughs> <laughs> Rob will be the I'm guy gonna... working grid. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the beach oh, somewhere. Guy, that'll be somewhere the new, the new guy. Rob is the new guy. <laughs> Rob is going to be on a beach somewhere. Yeah. 100%. I won't announce. Re- I'll, I'll work grid. I don't care. All right. See, DC is a he's a soldier, man. That's it. He'll do grit. <laughs> you know, I, I I do I do all the work here, so you know. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's one hundred percent true. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, hold on. He's out. Sean is out. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I think I don't. Yeah, thirty years from now, shoot, I don't know what he'll be doing. 15 years from now, not 30 15 years. years yeah. 15 years from now, it gets to the 30th yeah, anniversary. Yeah. Well, listen, Andy, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. I know that uh, you're still packing things up. And what, when do you roll? What, are you heading out there Monday or We're rolling Monday, Sunday. Right? Uh, we're Sunday. rolling Sunday. As it's as it's the opener, um, we have a lot of things to do. And, um, uh, you know, Tucson, we haven't been there in two years. And I flew out there in December and, uh, and, and made a list um, for Charlie, things to handle on the property. And I'm Sure, there may be still a few things on the list when I get there. So we were decided to go a little early and yeah, uh, handle, handle a few things. Today. You know, we got a semi truck worth of full of tires and, and fuel and stuff coming on on Monday. So so Eric and I are rolling out Sunday. So we'll be ready to go. That's awesome, folks. We'll have, of course, EK and Trackside live coverage throughout the entire event. We're planning another one of our tent talks that we launched at the Scusa Race. We're going to do one of those at the Challenge of the America, uh, challenge Opener as well. Uh, we'll have coverage on Saturday and Sunday, as we always will. Patrick Insider, the full EK and Trackside live package coming from the Challenge. Uh, David's going to be good getting out west, getting back out to the Challenge family. It's, and again, that's one thing we always bring up, right? That's kind of the trend when you talk about culture of a different series. It's definitely a family when you get Trackside for a Challenge race. Yeah, and get to enjoy those those hot pit uh, last session on Friday. I like I always like seeing those because again, it's just it's just interesting to see all the different changes and ideas that people have for that last session of the of the day. Whether they're working for qualifying or whether they're working for tomorrow's uh, main events, it's it's really interesting to watch. It's actually my favorite session of the weekend. It signif- it signifies two things <clears throat> for me. One, it's that's the session where I officially hand over the event to all my staff. And I can go sit down with a red cup, right? Because <laughs> at that point, right, all the all the all it's the done. pieces are on the, the pieces are on the yeah. board. It's done. I, I got to sell it. for trophies yeah. at the end of every day, right? Yeah, that's um, true. But it's like you said that that to me basically says we're throwing the we're taking the gloves off and we're throwing down. This is this is when competition starts. Really, yeah. is that is that last session on Friday? It's my favorite. That's hundred percent true. Andy, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll see you, you next Thursday. Sorry for dropping off a couple times. I'll see you guys. That's in right. no, you're good. You're good. There he is, folks. Andy Saisman from the Challenge of the Americas and the California Rock Championship uh, 15th season. And uh, David, you remember, how many years have we been going to it? When was our first uh, year? 2012 was our first year. So this wow. is our, yeah, our 10th. 
That's our tenth. That's tenth for us there. That's been it's been great. Always been always a again a great opportunity to be part of that program, and it's been cool to see it grow. Racing's always amazing, especially at Tucson. I'm looking forward to getting there. I know you are as well. Uh, it'll be our second race. I'm not sure how many we're doing all this year, but second race, Ecan Trackside Live. It's gonna be fun. It's going to be a blast. Again, Tucson, I'm going to get my workout going up those steps, but uh, <laughs> you get to go to, again, warm weather. We're going to do Wild House. We're going to do in and out We're going to do a couple other local establishments we normally hit when uh, when we're in Tucson as well. Isn't that Crossroads? Crossroads is probably one of them. And yeah, then, yeah, uh, right. you know, the Sunday night dinner depends on, on the mood, I think. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's good. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this first edition of the Face to Face show for 2022. Again, next week will be trackside. Looking forward to getting again to Tucson, Arizona. Uh, big thank you to Andy Saisman for joining us here. Again, this will be turned into a podcast like it always will be. We'll have it on the ECAN Radio Network for uh, first, then it'll become a podcast. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you uh, subscribe below. Click that like button. We do appreciate it. Subscribe to the, the content. We've got lots more coming throughout 2022. And we are done, though, folks. On behalf of David Cole, I'm Rob Howden. Bye for now.